0: I'm so glad you're joining me for this episode of Street Soldiers on hip-hop's Latin flavor. The Latino culture has been part of hip-hop since day one, but never before have we seen so many collaborations between English-speaking hip-hop artists and Latino artists. Never before have we seen so many artists crossing different genres, different language barriers, different cultures, Bringing people together with new sounds—is it the beat that's uniting them, or is it the fact that the hip-hop culture continues to expand and get bigger and bigger? That's what we're going to find out from our panel. Joining me is Danny Lay. She's an artist. Danny, great to have you with us. Thank you.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. Also with us is Rob Markman. He's a VP, a genius, and also a hip-hop artist. He has a song out right now, "Strongest Woman I Know," on the Latin X Flow playlist. Rob, great to have you with us.
2: Hey, Lisa, thanks for having me back.
0: Thank you so much. Also with us is the one and only DJ Camillo, Hot 97 DJ, international club king, warning heavy hitters. And uh, he's one of the driving forces behind this expansion of the Latin flavor, the Latin influence in hip hop across the board. Camillo, thanks for being with us on this. Happy to be back. All right, Camillo, I want to start with you on this. Because of the sound, we're hearing more and more artists Dropping Spanish phrases where before we would never have heard that. We saw the big success of Cardi B with "I Like It Like That" with Bad Bunny and with J Balvin, who are huge in the Latino communities. Is it getting bigger and bigger that connection?
3: Um. Yeah, I think it's every year it's getting bigger. But you know, I also think that you know it's not a new, new thing. You know, um, we had that reggaeton explosion happening in '05, 04, Um, But even before that, you know, you had the wave of of Big Pun, Fat Joe, J-Lo in in the, you know, in the mid 90s, late 90s. And um, so, you know, it's not a new new thing, but it's definitely getting bigger.
0: Rob, what about in terms of hip hop history? How far back does the Latin influence go?
2: I think, you know, we just got to always remember our history and know that Latinos were in hip hop since day one. Like, this was a thing that was birthed in the Bronx in New York City. And, and, and when you think of Bronx, you think of Latinos, you know, you think of a lot of things. The Yankees, man, but Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, definitely heavy in the Bronx. So Latinos were there at the first parties. I mean, and just to shout it out, you got DJ Charlie Chase, who was the DJ for the Cold Crush Brothers. Like, seminal hip hop group. You got Lee Quiñones and graffiti and Lady Pink. Lady Pink was Ecuadorian from New York City. Big graffiti artists. Crazy Legs from the Rocksteady crew. Puerto Rican brother, you know, very instrumental in the birth of hip hop, Devastating Tito, Prince Marky e. D from the Fat Boys, uh, you know, you start going all the way up, you know, and outside of New York City, you got Cypress Hill, which was big and and you know, we're bringing home platinum plaques. So Latinos has, have always been ingrained in hip hop and a part of, of building hip hop. And, you know, I don't want that that fact to get lost.
0: No, definitely. Danny, you had a you have a big hit with uh, Fabio Foreign, Dominican Mommy. You worked in the different types of genres of music. You've also worked with some of the biggest hip-hop stars like Chris Chris Brown, The Baby. How do you see your Dominican your Dominican and Latino background merging with hip-hop?
1: I think it's unique. I think like they said it's always been there. It's always been something that's been happening for years, but I do feel like this generation has like carved a new sound in the Spanish game. Like, I see a lot of Spanish artists tapping into drill now. I see a lot of Spanish artists doing, like, trap, even trap R&B, like Bad Bunny. So it is different, and I feel like the this generation has put, like, a I don't know, it's made Spanish a little bit cooler to me. Like, I like it more than, like, what the like, natural Spanish would have been, like, back then, I think. So um, I think, yeah, it's, like, definitely doing a cool, like, Combination and mixture of everything, like with the English generation and the Spanish, and it's doing a cool mix. But yeah, I love how everybody's tapping in. Like, I just did another joint with Fabio, and like, there's like crazy Spanish artists on it. So it was just really cool to see like everyone's tapping on, like
0: tapping into the Spanish market for sure. And that the whole thing merging, Camilo, in terms of you know, because. And back back in the day as, as you and Rob were talking about there there were artists and there were DJs who said first we want to be considered good hip hop DJs and good hip hop artists who happened to be latin and that right. was like another layer that was added on to like the whole hip hop thing but this merging that's going on what do you think is driving it
3: um i think just music is expanding and and you know on the latin side of things i think reggaeton and dembo has become so big. It's a global thing now. You know, there's times where last year I was playing in Dubai and I had to do a, a reggaeton set, you know, and with that being said, you know, th- these Latin artists like Jake Balvin, Bad Bunny and Alpha, you know, they've crossed over. They've made, they've, they've actually become bigger than the hip hop artists here, you know? Um, so I, I just think that sound, that
0: movement has gotten bigger, global. Uh, Pretty much it. Annie, in, ter- in terms of in terms of your music and you, and your work, do they Do you feel like they're trying to tap because you have a huge fan base as well and a tremendous amount of popularity and a very diverse background? Do you feel that part of the whole push towards including more lat- Latin music and lat- Latino artists is because the fans are so fervent and devoted and dedicated, and there's so many
1: in the Latin community? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think you know. For some reason, Latins are, like, they've always been super, like, faithful fans. Like, I'll get hate in America just from stupid stuff. But if I do an interview, like, I did an alafoque interview, and I got nothing but love. And I was, like, it's just a different, like, it's definitely a different, like, community for sure. But I see it definitely crossing over more and, like, people seeing it as a usual thing of, like, Spanish and hip-hop, you know?
0: And then the type of projects that you're being offered, do you see any, any changes or evolution with those?
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, I am tapping into the Spanish market right now. That's really, like, my next step. After I drop my album, I'm going to focus on, like, the Spanish community. I I um, locked in with Tiny. He's a really big producer. I'm sure you guys know him. And um, I know he's about to drop something, like, as a single with me on it. So I'm definitely, like, you know, making my way over there and, like, I feel like I'm already accepted though. So it's really cool to like feel that love, you know, from my Spanish community. So it's gonna be exciting to drop a lot of music from that on that side.
0: All right, right, we're gonna take a short break. We're we're celebrating, the Latino influence in hip hop culture. I'm Lisa Evers, your host for Street Soldiers. We'll be back with our panel right after this.
1: Hey, what up, y'all? This is Lloyd, the King of Hearts, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people only on Hot 97. You did.
0: Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about hip hop's influence and the Latin influence in hip hop, how they're all merging, what's taking over, what's driving it with our special guest, Danny Lay. She's an artist. She's worked with many different hip hop artists as well. A lot of different genres. She's also started out as a choreographer for Prince, has new projects, new album on the way. Danny, great to have you with us.
1: Thank you. Thank Thank
0: you you so much. Also with us is Rob Markman. He's a VP at Genius, and he's also a hip hop artist. Rob, great to have you with us.
2: Thanks for having me,
0: Lisa. And also joining us is the one and only international club king, DJ Camillo, Hot 97 DJ, one of the heavy hitters. Camillo, great to have you with us. Thank you. Okay, so Camillo, break it down for us, though, in terms of the sounds, because you mentioned reggaeton. Not everybody knows what it is. We're hearing about Latin trap. We're hearing about all these different genres that you guys have all just have, have mentioned. Break it down for us, what do we have? Is is, is reggaeton considered a part of hip hop culture? Or is it something totally separate? What about that?
3: I, w- I would say, yeah. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's 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 still rapping, you know? Um, and reggaeton basically is, in a nutshell, Spanish reggae. You know, um, it, all, it all comes from the same place. You know, reggaeton probably got a big reggae influence, but these artists are all rapping, you know? And where does that come from? Hip hop, right? You know, and then you also have Dembo, which is like fast reggae, very fast reggae in Spanish, Um, which I like to compare it to soca for people that sometimes don't don't get it. Um, And yeah, it's become huge. Uh, You have a lot of features now that Latin artists are doing with you know hip hop artists here in the states. For instance. you had Tiger that jumped on a new song with El Alpha, who's a big dembo artist. you know, for instance, you got Scott Storch doing an album. His first single was with um, Osuna and, um, and Tiger. So you know you have all these collaborations. you know Scott Storch, for us is is a big hip hop producer.
0: right? No, uh, definitely.
3: right. So, so you know all these all these combinations is, is happening nowadays, which which was, was unheard of
0: back in the days. Right to see that going on. Robin. Ter- in terms of what, what you see coming through Genius, because you guys track all the new songs, all the new music, is this a growing trend or is it just they're making more hit songs and we're hearing the hit songs? It's a
2: combination of both. I mean, first of all, you're dealing with artists when you, when you talk about, you know, Latino artists and, and Latin music. It, it's not a monolith. It, it's not confined to one country. It just, just doesn't come from DR. It just doesn't come from Puerto Rico or Ecuador. Like it's all over and it's global. There's Latinos everywhere. And you know, so you're really talking about a global music and a global language. Over at Genius over the last couple of years, um we have had artists, you know, we have our verified series with the yellow background. Danny's been on it. Um, you know, we we love her. And but we've had a number we've had um Anuel on it, you know. Um we've had Jay Bobin on it a number of times. We've had Carol G on the show. And I you know, I just want to shout out real quick Stacy Bree Eddie Andres, because they're all on the genius team leading that charge to make sure that we get that content and the audience loves it.
0: Danny, for you in terms of musically, what what do you see happening? Like, like what are some of the biggest influences that you feel are on your work right now?
1: Hmm. Uh, I mean, I just love this generation. I feel like everybody, I feel like there's a lot of artists out right now that just have their own little niche. And I feel like that's what's really cool about the game right now and, and stuff but as far as influences i feel like you know i get influenced by like legends so i can like reach that level you know what i mean <laughs>
0: <laughs> like like give us an i give us an idea I of some of them
1: by like rihanna by right. by beyonce like that's the level like i'm trying to reach and everything so that's where i see myself going as far as like their business and everything that they tap into movies and you know like just themselves being the brand of like being a like a boss woman and being a millionaire and all this. So that's my like inspiration. But no, I think this generation is really cool with everyone that's on it right now. I feel like everybody's killing the game. I feel like this quarantine time has given people to like be creative and like, it's kind of like a virtual like situation for everybody. Like everyone has to be an artist online. It's not about like their concerts or anything like that anymore. So it's definitely a different time and it's giving artists some like good and then some bad but it just depends on how you like do it you know.
0: Camilla what about what Danny just brought up in 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 terms of this you know virtual time that, that we're in you are a master at reading a crowd and getting the crowd going and getting the energy up there and just making it hot and pop and everything like that but how do you do you think that because people are at homes at home or at their office or in the studio so much more now they're exploring more is that having a type of is that having any impact on the type of music that's being created and this new exploration that Danny was talking about
3: absolutely this is all new to us you know we never been through this and um it's like i'm 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 positively sure everybody's doing homework now just how to reinvent yourself you know how to do new stuff you know you never saw more dj's ever um on 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 the gram DJing ever like this is like whoa you know so all of this is new and and I, I, me for, for one I haven't done more homework than 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 ever now with all this time off you know what I'm saying I should have time to redo my basement like you, you know which I never <laughs> had time before you know what I'm saying but with that being said yeah you, you, this is the era of homework and reinventing yourself and what's new and and thank God that we have these things nowadays because right. uh, imagine imagine you know having a coronavirus 10 15 years ago the socials weren't there all of that stuff you know what i'm saying
0: so it wasn't there Rob. um in, in terms in terms of the what's hot now what's are you seeing any trends
2: i mean yeah there's definitely trends in more collaboration we're moving towards the genres blending more um, because it makes sense, like, like Camelo and Danny both said, it, it's good marketing, it's good reinvention, it drives streams, let me tap into your fan base, you tap into mine, we can grow and we can get bigger. Um, but I don't want to lose the fact that this is a natural thing, especially when you talk about Latin and, and hip hop culture. First of all, it all stems from the Caribbean anyway, like Cool right. Hurt was Jamaican, you know what I'm saying? So th- there's the sound clash part of hip hop, and there's a lot of Caribbean influence already in hip hop. And... You know, when I see things like, you know, a couple of years ago, Meek Mill Fabulous was also part Dominican and Anuel did Uptown Vibes, you know what I'm saying? And what that record to me was, was like, that was just a reflection of what was going on when we were outside, what Dykeman felt like, you know what I'm saying? What La Marina felt like maybe back in the day and Camelo could maybe be a better testament to this than me. But there was already a lot of blending going on in the parties, you know, in the streets. You would do different sets and the crowd... A mixed crowd can enjoy a whole bunch of music. And I think the collaborations that's happening now was just a reflection of what was going on in the streets anyway.
3: And the end, defi- go ahead. I, I want to add to that is, is, you know, growing up in New York, you know, the, the whole Latin wave, it's nothing new. Um, a lot of these artists are Latin themselves that people don't even know. I'm going to give you an example Casanova, Panamanian. Mm-hmm. Pop Smoke, rest in peace, he was Panamanian. Um, I could go on for days. Fabulous is half Dominican, you know.
2: Jim um, Jones, Lloyd Banks is Puerto yeah, Rican. Yeah, you, Nori. Nori Nori, right? and, you Nor-
0: know Nori, Nori, right? Nori, and we, and yeah, we when could. Oye yeah, Oye
2: Mikanto was, was huge at the time. Exactly, we could sit here and just count the artists that we
3: usually rap to. Oh wow, he's half of this and he's half of that, and you know, you, you have somebody like 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 Pitbull, who's Cuban, but and you know Pitbull. He had that ever in 2010 where he just took it somewhere else. Right. And became this global, international, you know, which nobody could have ever seen happen coming
0: No, I'm brought to a different level. All right, this is Street Soldiers. We're talking about hip hop's Latin flavor. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this.
3: Yeah, 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 salute. Salute. This is General Steele from Smith Smith & Wesson. And 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 right now you're listening to Street Soldiers Soldiers with your girl, Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people. Only on Hot hot 97. 97.
0: Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about hip hop's Latin flavor and the contribution, sometimes unseen, sometimes unknown, of Latino artists or Latino based artists in the hip hop culture. And just the whole music explosion that we see going on that's so amazing. Joining me for this conversation is Danny Lay. She's an artist. Danny, great to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you. Also with us is Rob Markman. He's a VP at Genius and a hip hop artist as well. Rob, great to have you with us.
2: Hey, thanks, Lisa.
0: And also joining us is the one and only International Club King DJ Camillo from the Camillo Cave, live from the Camillo Cave. <laughs> Warning At 97 DJ and uh, one of the heavy, one of the heavy hitters. Rob, you did a song dedicated to your mother, strongest woman I know that ended up on the uh, Latinx is it, do I have the name right? Latinx yeah. Flow playlist.
2: Latinx Flow playlist on Playlists title. In,
0: what kind of re- we know you as a, as as a very thoughtful hip hop artist, as you know, very classic in a lot of ways in terms of your writing and your delivery. What reaction did you get to that song?
2: Um, I almost didn't release that song. I had that song for a year. My mother was diagnosed with cancer, with lung cancer, a year ago, and I'm so sorry. Yeah, she's okay. She's cancer free now. That's that's oh, the ending okay. of the story. Yay. I should have led with that, but she's cancer free now. She was diagnosed a year ago, and I went with her to every appointment and and the day I felt like I couldn't I didn't post on social media. I didn't tell anybody. My whole job was to take care of my mom and help my mom get through this. it wasn't about how I felt even though I I was devastated. And the day she got diagnosed, I went to the studio and I just wrote a song and the song was actually hopeful It was me telling my mom, hey, you're gonna get through this. Like you're the strongest woman. I know you're gonna beat this. And I kept the song and a year later when she was actually cancer free, I, I played it for her and we cried and I wasn't even gonna release it and my mom saw me, yo, release the song because you know, it it's gonna help people. Like other people. and when I did, I got a lot of feedback from other people who were just like going through the same thing with their parents and, and stuff like that. So it was incredibly powerful and moving for me. And then when it ended up, I didn't think of it as a, like a a Latin song. Obviously, like I'm you know, my mother's Puerto Rican, I'm I'm half Puerto Rican, but I, I didn't consider it to be like on that playlist on title, the Latinx Flow playlist. And when they put it up there, it really made me emotional because that song was dedicated to my mom. And, and you know, my mom being Puerto Rican, it just meant the world to me.
0: No, that's, that's amazing. Danny, what about the influence? You know, we, we haven't really talked about dance because in, in a lot of the, the music, especially the Latino culture, especially you live as I do in a predominantly Latino neighborhood, dancing is a big deal. The music is a big deal. It's everywhere. People just sit out on the, you know, on the sidewalk or in front of the parking garage with chairs and music and people are dancing right there on the street. You're, you're one of the top choreographers. That's a, a big part of your career as well. Tell us about the, any Latin dance styles that now have merged or what do you see happening there? Give us an idea. School us. <laughs> um, it's funny because my mom she was one
1: of those dancers on the street in new york <laughs> like, that was when she was a street dancer so that's where i get it from but um no i mean i'm dominican so i feel like if you ever been to a dominican party like it's always dancing like there's non-stop dancing all the time so that's just how i was raised and how what i what i'm always around so It's definitely, I love to put it into my brand the most because I feel like, you know, there's not really an artist out there that's just like strictly dance. Like back in the day, it was Chris Brown, it was Sierra, Beyonce, like we had all those like dancers that were performers, Usher, like Aaliyah, like that was their niche or whatever. So I love to put that into my brand and make sure I like stamp on it. But it's definitely like, I feel like the Latin, culture definitely brings a lot of inspiration to a lot of my movements or just anything in my brand. Like, you know, I feel like twerking kind of comes from lions. <laughs> Shakira moved her hips. It was just all about move, body movement and everything like that. So it definitely stems from there and, of course, the hip hop culture. But yeah.
0: And that, that's been a big part. Camilla, Camilla, what about that? Because anybody that's been to like, well, I'll, I'll say for a Dominican house party, first one I ever went to, it's in an apartment. A friend, she goes, yeah, my mom's having a, having the family over. We're going to go have some dinner. And I'm like, okay, cool. We go into the apartments, your basic New York City apartment. All the furniture in the living room and the dining room in the apartment is pushed to the side. There's speakers <laughs> that are about like four feet high in the room. There's a row of chairs on either side for the you know for the for the people that were you know didn't want to dance or whatever, and everybody's dancing. The little yeah. kids, the grandparents. It, it's just it's like a whole part of that culture. What about the beat? Is is there something about those beats that traditional Latin beats that are kind of you know. Sounding very, very relevant right now, with, compared to the hip hop beats that are being produced. I mean, I, I think, I think. You know um, what I'm saying? Like, Dan, like Danny brought up the drill, like that. You know that that sound.
3: Uh, I, I think you know, producers nowadays they they they, they, <laughs> they um they mix the sounds, man. They, they always put that Latin influence to it. You know, growing up in New York City and Latino, we all had um, house parties. You know, I remember Christmas and Thanksgiving. Wow. It, you know, my parents used to invite the whole family over and it was right. like, the next day was like, uh, you know, picking up everything and cleaning up. It was crazy. You know, nowadays, uh, a lot of Latins have have leveled up and now they have houses and you got the backyards now instead of the living rooms. You know, right. when I was growing up, it was all living rooms and the whole family and the food. And it was just <laughs> it, was, it was nuts. Like we we know how to party. <laughs>
0: No, absolutely, Rob, Rob. What about that? Because I mean, it, and it's fun to think of it now too, especially going through this whole, the whole pandemic thing. Is like the house parties, you know, people there. You come over, you you know, you have to eat, otherwise, you know, the moms gets offended if you're not eating. You know, pe- people are mixing you drinks. There's just a, this whole ce- this incredible celebration of life that's part of the music.
2: And it, and it's everything. Is it? you said birthday parties, but like Camilo said, it's Christmas, it's Thanksgiving, it's baby right. showers, it's graduations, it's. <laughs> The one-year-old birthday that's supposed to be a party for the kids is really just, again, get together, eat, and dance. So it, so it is, it is a part of the culture. And, you know, and you just see it. And I think, again, the music that we get, the recorded music, is just an extension of that. You know, it goes from, from the living room, like Camilo said, to the backyard. And then you see it manifest in the clubs. Um, I just love the blending of it. A, a record that I thought was so important that came out um, recently was Bad Bunny, um, Safera you know, where he sampled Missy, Get Your Freak On. But I mean, Camelo again, can attest to this that, you know, it's almost like jacking for beats, like the old Ice Cube thing, like the beat just keeps switching on that song. And then you get to this very familiar part, which is, you know, Timbaland produced Missy, Get Your Freak On. And I think it just makes us realize that we have so much in common as as a culture, no matter what your background is, and no matter what music you love, that we can all dance to the same thing. And just shout out to Tiny, who produced on that. Um, Danny shouted him out earlier and DJ Audemars, but I think that's that's just like almost the perfect example of everything that we're talking about today is that record.
3: Another thing I want to add to that, I, I believe that back in the days when when the whole reggaeton movement was, was just coming up, those Latin artists were dying to hop on, on any or collaborate with any hip-hop artists here, and now in 2020, a lot of that has shifted where a lot of the hip-hop artists are dying to do a collab with a J Balvin, uh, 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 Bad Bunny, uh, so on right. and so forth, a Daddy Yankee. And, 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 and it's, it, the game's changed. And the other thing is, the Latin artists, their numbers are so huge. You know, bigger right. than hip hop artists nowadays. That hip hop is here now, they're like, yo, they're killing it over there. I wanna yeah. be that. I wanna collaborate with that guy. Do you see those numbers? And, and you know, the game
0: shifted. You know, for the Latin side, it's really shifted. Danny, what about that? Do you feel like that in terms of the fan loyalty? Do you do you feel like your your Latin based fans are more loyal than the ones that come to you through the hip hop avenue? Um, I don't want to say that because I mean I'm I don't so- want to diss anybody. I don't want to start any beeps <laughs> here, but I mean it, it just cause, you know people there are people who say that hip hop fans are very fickle that they're with this <laughs> artist now and that artist and then there's the next one that's hot or whatever, but that the, la- the Latin that a lot of the Latin fans they're with the artists all the way through, right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say the, you know, my hip hop fans aren't as strong as my Hispanic fans, but I will say I have more like haters in my like in the hip hop game. Like I feel like that's where my haters stem from. So that's, you know, I guess that answers the question. Mm-hmm. Hip hop hip
3: hop has always been very competitive and yes, people love to judge in hip hop, man. They yeah. just love to come at you and yeah. test you and and test your your how how um how solid you are, you know how real you are, you know.
1: Right.
3: So it, it's tricky. It's
1: it's tricky. Yeah, it is tricky. But I think the Lion community—I have like zero haters. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
2: As opposed to you, you take an artist like Jay Balvin, the nicest guy in the world, nice. has the nicest thing to say about everybody. Like so positive, and I I, I think Camilo is right. I, I think part of that personality radiates to his fans, and and that's how they treat each other—is right. with positivity. And in hip hop. And I love it. I love the competition aspect, but but sometimes it's like, yo, F that side, cause I'm on this side and there's a lot right. of class, so we gotta deal with that. You know, you gotta take the good with the bad.
0: All right, this is Street Soldiers. We're talking about hip hop's Latin flavor. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this.
2: What up, this is Trey Sons, Sons and this is Street Soldiers, Soldiers with,
3: with Lisa Evers. Evers. Real, real issues, real politics, politics real, real people, people, only on Hot 9.7.
0: Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about hip hop's influence and the Latin influence in hip hop, how they're all merging, what's taking over, what's driving it with our special guest, Danny Lay. She's an artist. She's worked with many different hip hop artists as well. A lot of different genres. She's also started out as a choreographer for Prince, has new projects, new album on the way. Danny, great to have you with us. Thank you. Thank Thank you so much. Also with us is Rob Markman. He's a VP at Genius, and he's also a hip hop artist. Rob, great to have you with us. Thanks
2: for having me,
0: Lisa. And also joining us is the one and only international club king, DJ Camillo, Hot 97 DJ, one of the heavy hitters. Camillo, great to have you with us. Thank you. Danny, what about in, term, in terms of artists? You talk about like artists who are also performers and like Rihanna, like a, like a Beyonce. Were there any other artists that influenced you or that you looked up to or that you said, wait a minute, okay, I kind of, I like the way she did that or I like the way he did that and tell, tell us about that.
1: It's crazy. The other night, um, me, my mom, and my little sister, we were just watching all of J.Lo's old videos, and it's crazy because I'm like, I've never really, I've gotten the comparison before just because we're both Latinas, we both dance, you know, whatever, but the, we just like look like each other so much in some videos. I was like, dang, that's crazy. So, <laughs> I feel like also another thing they used to do back in the day was like the dance breaks. Like they don't do that no more. You know, when they used to like strip the beat and it would just like, do, do, do. And then they just would just dance to like the end of their songs. Missy Ellie used to do that. Um, Sierra used to do that. J-Lo did that. her videos, So that actually inspired me. I'm like, you know what? I'm about to do a little dance break on my next music video (laughs) watch. So definitely catching inspiration from a lot of artists like that. Even like Shakira, she was a crazy performer too. Oh my
0: gosh. Amazing.
1: Yeah. On the Latin side, like any Latin people I can think of that were just crazy performers like JLo, Shakira. um,
0: Yeah. Like, you know. And then, how does that feel? Like, how does that feel when you're perf- when you're performing and you're on a stage and you're giving it, giving it everything and the crowd is just with you, like right there?
1: I miss it. I'm like,
0: dang. That lady
2: killing it too. She kills it. I, I saw I saw her in Rolling Loud in Miami, uh, 2019. Little baby, like <laughs> that was a dope performance. The energy was crazy. The crowd loved it.
1: Thank you, thank you. No, I definitely miss it. Hopefully things get back to normal. I've been booking a couple shows out here, like, virtually and stuff. It's not the same, but it just feels like I'm shooting a music video or something. Like, <laughs> So it's not, I miss energy. Like, I'm definitely an energy. I feel this energy from this side of the crowd. Like, I'm going to go crazy to this side. I want to jump in the crowd. Like, that's the type of artist I am. I just have fun. That's my favorite part of this career is performance.
0: So I'm waiting for it. Is that, is that live, is doing it live?
1: Yeah. It's just
0: just getting that, Camilla, you can relate to that totally. Oh Man, I I feed off the crowd, that's all I do.
3: You know, I walk into a club and I am, I I just love to read a room and and, and actually that's where I learn a lot of my, you know, what's new, what's that and and, and, and the reaction, just dropping a record and and watching a reaction is like, it's everything to a DJ, you know? I,
0: I, I, and when, I've seen you when you drop that you drop the record and the whole club just go.
3: Yeah, <sighs> yeah. Sometimes, and you know, even now with, with not being able to be in the club like before, obviously, it's like I'm missing that. I'm missing that that instant. Oh, whoa! You heard right. that? You heard right. how they reacted to that? I, right
2: now, it, it's it's missing. I, I, I want to build on build on Camilo's point though, because I think one thing we didn't talk about is how important the DJ actually is to this genre blending. Especially, oh, especially in New York, because so many of our, our great hip hop DJs are Latino, you know, from Camelo to cast one to DJ enough like we can go on like the list is endless. And the same way Camelo says that when he <laughs> drops a record to see how the crowd reacts or does a blend or, or, or shifts from one genre to another and see if he could keep the crowd or if he loses the crowd, he's doing market testing there. But guess what? So are the A&Rs that go to his party. So the artists that are going, they're going to these parties and taking notes and seeing, oh, the crowd, Look at how the crowd reacted when he mixed. They get thrown and then through, you know, a fabulous verse over. They get thrown beat or something like that, and they're going back to the labels and saying, hey, we need to try this. So the DJs are tremendously important on the street level of, of, of kind of blending the genres, like we're talking about.
3: A, a perfect example is like when, when Meek Mill dropped the, the Uptown Anthem joint, right? Like. If it wasn't for Uptown and him partying Uptown, he would have never done that type of song. And 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 even DJ around him saying, "Yo, this is the this is the wave right now. You
0: gotta, right. you know." So so those little things,
3: so important that that are missing nowadays.
0: And then what you're right that, that you see live and that what you what you hear, Danny. In terms of, in terms of influences, like where do you get your influences now? Do you feel? <laughs>
1: Um, I mean, I think I get influenced by anybody I work with, like any producers that I'm with, I already know, like, I'm going to get their, their taste, you know what I'm saying? So I work with a lot of people that I'm used to, but I was in DR for like two months and I worked with this producer named Mikey and like, he was dope. Like he was super dope. So he tapped me into different like sounds that I never really did but we made a lot of Spanish music and it felt right. I was in Dominican Republic, I was by the beach. So it was like the perfect vibe and everything. So that's an example of just somebody I would get influenced by, you know? So, yeah.
0: <laughs> Camilo, in, ter- in, terms of, in terms of the, beat- the beats themselves, there's, there's some similarity. Do you think the, dr- the popularity in New York with the drill, you know, with the drill sound, that that's opened up a lot of people to other new sounds?
3: Uh yeah, I mean and, and Latin artists now they're all experimenting, you know. Um they've caught up. I wanna say I wanna say, wanna say that word they caught up because I can like once again I bring back two thousand and five so importantly because that's when reggaeton really hit. That's when these Latin artists came over and they were I, I wanna say they were like two steps behind. Everything evolved. Now it's twenty twenty. They've catch caught up. They're up to like up to the game where like that that, that BK drill, they're on it. They're on tracks right. like that, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're, not, they're not shy to put it out, you know. Um, whatever's popping now is what they're jumping on, or they're coming up with the new sounds that we're jumping on, on this side. The, uh, Rob, what
0: about that?
2: No, yeah, the, 2005, like, that whole early 2000s, like, it's a was magic, man. Um, Daddy Yankee, Tego, Don Omar. Like Winston and Yandel, like, and even back then there were collaborations. I think Winston and Yandel had one with Fifty. It it was happening, but not everything stuck. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think Carmelo was was still a
0: novelty. It was still kind of a novelty for for the most
2: part, yeah. And and even though that Fifty and Winston and Yandel song was big, you know what I mean? Um, but you know, it's just like now. I think I think Carmelo was right. Like like. Before, I think the thrown artists, when they wanted to cross over, they would take their cues from hip-hop artists. And now the roles have kind of reversed. Like, I think hip-hop artists are looking for a lot of crossover. And they're looking at the Anwells And they're looking at the Ozunas. And they're looking at, you know, Carol G. Like, you know, Nicki Minaj doesn't have to do a song with anybody anymore. She's cemented. Like, there's something about, you know, Carol G and, and, and that collaboration that they want to bring it together. And, and, and it just opens everything up even more, you know what I mean? Even, more
0: and even, more.
2: even with fashion, you know, I want to say back in the days, they used to follow the
3: trends here. They used to look at us. In 2020, I believe that um, somebody like Jake Bobbin I think he's a leader of fashion. Like he's the guy, like he's,
2: you can't, he's a trendsetter, you know what I'm saying? It, it, the, the game shifted. The game Bad, shifted. Bun- Bad Bunny is in three thousand and twenty with his fashion. Every time I no. see Bad Bunny, I'm like, "What? Did you see Bad Bunny at the Super Bowl?" And then when he did the when his concert in the Bronx, like every time I see him, it's a new look. You know no, what I mean? No. And and I'm not used to that. Sometimes you don't even recognize him just because he'll grow his hair out or curl his hair or there'll be a mustache or he just has a new look every time, and it's hard to catch Danny, up with that guy.
0: Danny, what about that with the whole fat the fashion part? i love it i think actually
1: i feel like latin artists are a little more like funkier i guess you could say like what i'm saying you know what i mean like they're a little bit more like out there with their fashion which i love because i'm that type of artist i love you know dressing up and everything like that but it's definitely dope to see even with what you were saying in 2005 um that was all the music i used to listen to when i was in high school what when i was in house parties all that like that's all i listened to was reggaeton and the and all that so I think it's just because social media wasn't big back then that we didn't get to experience or feel those collaborations as big as now like all that was going on now like it would be like a lot different but it's like 2020 now like it makes sense how the generation has moved and like how it all forms and everything like with J Balvin style and Bad Bunny style like it also fits within like if you look at like I like I don't know like little pump and like you know what I'm saying like it's still like kind of like similar it's like all the same but in their own different ways.
2: Like I said, they caught up. Yeah, Yeah, not only that, and it's big business too because you look look, Balvin has a Jordan collaboration that he did. So so it's not only just catching up and setting the trends. Like these big fashion brands are, they want a piece of that. Like Balvin had Jordan and guests. Bad Bunny just did something with Crocs. I'm like, yo, is Crocs back? Is that Crocs. what you're doing now?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you it yo, I'm going to look out
0: the street right now. <laughs>
2: but he, he sold out. So Bad Bunny said, yo, Crocs is cool. This is what we're doing now. Guess what? Guess what? We're we doing Crocs.
3: That's <laughs> 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 baby.
2: That's it. This is what it is. Camilla, where do you think Where
3: do
0: you think things go from here?
3: Uh, from here, it's it's just like everything else. It's evolving, you know. Um, you know, I also think that things come in cycles, things come back. Um, and um, I, I mean, 2020 has been a tough year for all of us, right? So right. I'm sure there's a whole lot of experimenting going on and, and collabs that we don't know about. Cause now we don't, you know, artists are working differently now and, and they're trying to step out the box and, 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 and they're able now to, to probably reach out with more time to experiment and, and do new things. So I think 20, I think next year, 2021, we're gonna see a big um, another,
0: another wave of a, a new evolution. A whole new things. thing, a whole new, a whole new level. Yeah. A whole new level. All right, Camilla, thanks so much for being with us. Rob, where do you think things go from here? Um,
2: yeah, I think it's only growth. I, I, I think we're, we're gonna see a deepening of these collaborations. I'm more interested in the ones that come very um, authentically. You know, I, I'm usually the type of person that, that's resistant of something that comes up in the boardroom or some, you know, label person who never is in the streets, try to put two things together and it doesn't work. I think we have a lot of those, we're gonna lose the momentum that we gain. I think we need to continue, and this goes out to any label people that are watching, any marketing people, take your cues from the streets, take your cues from the DJs, from the people out there in the parties, from the artists doing it on an organic level. And I think this thing can grow beyond anybody's wildest dreams. But if you start to just, you know, I, I, I gotta mean, agree, Mark. A lot of a lot of stuff
3: nowadays, kind of, sort of, with labels are being forced, which is never cool because you oh, can't okay. force. Oh, this is the, the the Latin wave is cool now. So, yo, I think we're gonna do this and push this type of song with this artist, and you know, forcing something never never really takes it to the next level. You know, you it's know like- what? I,
2: I'm 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 a, I'm a call it out. Even like a couple of years ago, we seen it, which it, it broke my heart. Um. The Justin Bieber Despacito when Despacito was the biggest song in the world. And and Bieber hopped on it. Louis
0: Fonzie, yeah.
2: We was like, oh, that's cool. Bieber's on Despacito. We was excited. And then, if you remember, there was the TMZ clip of him not knowing the words to it when he asked to perform it. And he just started making things up, like Burrito. And and that felt Uh, like, damn, bro, we was rooting for this. And you messed it up. So if you do it, do it authentically. And like, you know, I I like when, like, Drake um, collaborates with, like, you know, Romeo Santos and and Drake. We know Spanish is not his native language, but there's something about that that, that I felt like Drake took the time to learn at least that verse and what that meant and right. delivered it. And if Drake ever needed to perform that, I have faith that Drake can deliver that. You know what I'm saying? So let's keep that and let's keep the silly stuff.
0: Right. So for the non-Latino artists trying to 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 blend or to collaborate or whatever, Respect the culture, yes, everybody, and that, and that 's a great thing I think too about latino, just latino culture, hispanic culture in general is just, it's like the door's always open, the arms are always open, the party's always ready to pop off. Everybody is welcome and maybe part of the reason too that things are, it's, it's getting so much attention now too is because of, you know, people need things to be happy about and feel good. Danny, I'm gonna give you the last word. What can we, what, what can we expect from Danny Lay in uh, 2021 to look forward to? Lift everybody up and get everybody, get everybody dancing. Not as good as you, but you know, we'll get us moving
1: that's the move that's the goal right there get everybody dancing making everybody feel good because 2020 was crazy and (laughs) you know things are different for next year but um as far as me i have a lot of things coming up i'm excited to drop my album that i've been working on for a really long time and you know this this pandemic has definitely has pushed things back but it's also given me time to really like perfect everything and visually it's all done and ready so i'm really excited i'm coming big like you guys will find out a lot about me you will see new things of me like i'm tapping into my sexy i'm tapping into you know dance everything so i'm just showing all of me in this album and this visual so that and then you know i'm working on a lot of different business business moves i'm buying a house in DR, which is really exciting
2: Um,
0: congratulations
2: that's on brand that's on brand Well, that All right,
1: so party, party, this party at Danny's house. Oh, yeah. Come on, hold up. We got to see how America's about to turn out because I don't know. I'm about to go move to the something. <laughs> but that and then, you know, just different business moves that I'm working on as well. So, you know, just continuing to work and make money and just become successful. You
0: know? All right. Well, listen, we wish you a lot of luck, Danny Lay. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, Rob Markman, great to have you with us again. Thank you so much for being with us for Street Soldiers. Camillo, International Club King, great to have you with us. You'll be DJing at Danny's house party that we'll all yeah, be Yeah, we there. Down to.
3: We, we're Soldiers pulling up.
0: Location from the DR. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right something fun to think about. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for being with us for this episode of Street Soldiers. And thank you for joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm Lisa Evers. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace, love, and justice for all.